Um, hi, it's me, Chin T, the uh, Faking Let's Head honcho here. Just popping up at the beginning of this show to give a bit of a content warning. Um, this was an exceptionally filthy episode of Faking Let's, which I, uh, I guess I'd like to apologize for and get ahead of. Um, just to let you know, there will be some very, very frank uh, sex talk going on on this episode. And I also want to make very clear that the um, those letters uh, that I read out uh, by James Joyce are real. I did not write them myself. Um, they are real. You can actually read them for yourself if you're so inclined. I'll put a link in the uh, show notes for you. I feel it's really important to get this message across because um, Michael uh, thought... I had actually written those letters myself, which might go some way to explain his um, rather shocked reaction to the whole thing. He didn't know. He didn't know. So yes, uh, those letters are not me. They are by James Joyce, and they are real. God, um, feels weird to do a content warning for this. Um, but yes, obviously, if you're not, if you if you don't if you're not in the mood to listen to some very very gross sex stuff uh as you're on your commute to work then probably skip this episode um if you are going to skip this episode i might as well get the plug in right now come see us at uh uh waterstone stop the court road on the 29th of march we'll be doing the da vinci code and it will not be this filthy i guarantee i promise it won't be this filthy uh so yeah we'd love to see you come on down um if you're sticking around, oh, yeah. Serious sex talk coming up. Really filthy stuff. Oh, good. Mm, yeah. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Shin Ti and I am in too deep. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all my friends in Pakistan. Sorry, what? <laughs> that, pretty self-explanatory. Okay. I got excited thinking you're going to play uh, In Too Deep by uh, Sum 41 Is... in a book version. Well, that's not very St. Patrick's or... Well, I didn't... Uh, yeah, I forgot. Even I Pakistani, forgot the, uh... really. So I don't know why I'd do that. Um, it's, it's a good song. 
It is a good song. It's, it's, it's a good cut. It's a good one. cut. It reminds me of being um, way too old to have enjoyed it when it first mm, came out. No, it's probably yeah. the right age. How old was that? Sweet, sweet 14. Oh, really? I, think, I was... Um, some 41, more like some 14 age. That's how many years. Yeah. Am I the sum of all my years? Do you, think, mm. do you think it would still sound as good to you when you were 41 as it did when you were 14? I imagine a song like that kind of does hold up. The rest yeah. of Sum 41's back catalog, probably not, but uh, in too deep. Although you, you may have a fat lip when you're 41 years old. Why would that yeah, be? I mean, I, yeah, I know I that. I didn't know that's how lip. it works. Is that how aging works? Your lips get fatter as you get older? Yes, that's how it works. And also, he, he might have got into a fight. Right. I mean, I could have With, got a, into a fight at any age, but do you think 41 is a particularly midlife crisis? Exactly, yeah. Take up boxing. Yeah, makes yes. sense. Oh, I hope at the that age checks of, out, yeah. actually. I hope at the age of 41, I'm as belligerent as ever and just starting fights, just starting on people for no reason. Like just yeah. getting yes. into fights, uh, giving people fat lips, receiving yes. my own fat lips. Mm. Uh, that's how I want to grow old, uh, fighting, the fightingest 41 year old ever. You're uh, fighting old age with actual fighting. With actual fists. Mm. With actual fists. Mm. Has anybody ever tried that? When they say that oil of ULA fights the signs of aging, it's just with cream. Have you you've never tried using kicks and punches? I mean, I think if you were to punch or kick your own skin, it would probably age you. And that's very true. Anything. That's very true. But you don't know. Nobody's ever tried that, right? Should we go Mike's for names? I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're just a bunch I, uh, of people. Hi, my name is Michael Hill. I'm not nice to be back on the show as a guest. Welcome, Michael. I'm so happy to have and you. And the man I was potentially about to punch, I don't, I don't know. Who is that? Who is that? Oh, yes, uh, I'm actually. Uh, my name is Professor Sir Cum. Locution. Okay. And, uh, uh, professor of uh, Literary Theory at uh, Oxbridge University. Wait, sorry. Um, you went to which university? Uh, Oxbridge University. Oxbridge University. Is that, get... uh, is that Oxbridge, Oxford and Cambridge? You, you work no. with both of them? You commute from no, one it's to... It's Oxbridge University. Oxbridge. As in... it's, it's better than both Oxford and Cambridge University. Is it located in the town of Oxbridge then? Yes. Okay. What? How many oh. students in this university? I've never heard of it. Before. You've never heard of Oxbridge? Oh my god! I'm just dealing with a complete philistine here. You've never heard of Oxbridge University? No, I've I've heard of people. They talk about Oxford and Cambridge, and they often they they yeah, group it's a them. Portmanteau, I believe, mm, is the term. Portmanteau. Mm, delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So you you actually there is a, you're telling us right now on the show that there is a literal Oxbridge University that is located in the town of Oxbridge. Oxbridge, yes. Okay, where is Oxbridge located? Um, it's, it's over. The, there's a bridge over the River Ox, and where's uh, the River Ox? And I, I can't remember the, that the River Ox. Yes, yeah. it's, it's near the um, River Cow. It's a confluence. Did you understand the word confluence? I don't. Yes, you, no, you, I know. You strike I me as, as kind of a, 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 a cerebral. It's a port town. Portmanteau, okay, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Monte Cristo sandwich, yeah. No, well, okay, Michael. Yeah. Right? <laughs> let's, 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 not, let's, let's not try to overstretch ourselves in terms of no. words. I know you're, you've just, it strikes me that you've just heard that word for the first time. No, I know wait. a portmanteau. It's, just, it's been a while. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. Because it sounds like you're no. like, like a three-year-old that's discovered to swear. I love it. Can't I, stop. Uh, I, it's been a while since okay. I've heard someone say portmanteau, but it's a fun word to say, fun word to do. Fun word to be. It's a fun word to do. <laughs> yeah, to portmanteau. I don't think it's a verb. That, it is a verb. To, to create a portmanteau or to say a portmanteau is to portmanteau. I, I haven't portmanteaued for a while. Okay. Currently, right. I'm portmanteauing quite a lot on this podcast. Okay, okay. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Portmanteau. portmanteau. 
It's a place. Oh, the Port of Manto. Yeah. Oh, Mont Manto. Is that near uh, the River Cow? The River Cow. No, no. Yeah. Okay. No. Sorry. I think that, we, that's, 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 near, a, that's near the, uh, it's the a continental river, port. Manhand. The river Manhand. Manhand. Yeah. yeah. This sounds like okay. All right. I think your story just about checks out. Uh, so, and, yes. um, how would you uh, like to be referred to? I mean, are you a professor? Are you a knight? Have you been knighted? I yes, know. head sir. Professor sir. What's the proper term of address to a professor that has been knighted? Then, um, profs. Profs. Yeah. So would you like to be referred to as profs? Uh, yeah, or you can just call me cum. I think I'm calling profs. profs yeah, profs is probably yeah, like okay. that works Seems more respectful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, um, sorry to sort of, kind of delegate yes. you and your kind of, but can I just make a message to, uh, to Skilo? Yes. I this is, he, he, he said, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her mm. Skilo. Uh, I think you need to learn how to use the subjunctive mood because you've you've butchered it. It, it should be. I, I wish I were a little bit taller. Okay. So so yes, p- pull your socks up, Skilo. You heard that, Skilo? Yeah. You've just been called out on faking it. Um, for for some <laughs> reason, I don't know why. Like, have you been waiting? You've been storing up this grudge against Skilo just to air it on this well, uh, show I, I, do, I, I mean he didn't he's not a, he didn't go to Oxford University so I, I just needed to get true. my yeah I thought maybe he is, might listen to this podcast is he a listener I don't know I don't know I, I are there any it. famous listeners I don't know are well, there well, any actually, no we have apparently uh, we did uh, apparently get an, uh, a message from one Rick Stein I don't know if that's a Rick Stein that um, presents all those shows on like about the, cookery. The, fish chef. The, the taste of yeah, the fish chef. Oh yeah, um, the taste of the sea and all that sort of stuff. It, but it was from a Rick Stein who apparently worked in the kitchen and owned the restaurant. Um, but he made no reference to being on TV, so it could be a complete coincidence. We don't know. Um, some other people have said that it might just be somebody messing with us, but I'm not sure. Um, you know, no evidence, no evidence, as they say. Um, but look, we are talking about James Joyce's. Uh, book a portrait of the artist as a young man which i thought would be a great choice for uh today which is the day after saint patrick's day uh i can't help but notice that michael you seem a bit hungover today uh were you out celebrating were you reveling i i I reveled to 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 the tune of a free a.m was the my reveling ceased all right three a.m that's my favorite radio station free a.m as uh like um it's got all my favorite djs on it uh, Professor Wolf. Uh, Is he related to you? Matt Blunt. No, I don't really. Professor doesn't work don't, like that. No. I don't. <laughs> Sometimes a name it could Wayne be. High. Right? You know, you know Wayne High. DJ Wayne High. He plays the latest hits on Free AM. I don't. I, I don't, don't know. This I, station, no, no, I, I don't no. listen to that. Do you I don't care listen to, much uh, for the to classical music. Yes. Oh, classical radio. Radio, radio Free. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, classical okay. FM or no classical FM. Got the adverts. Philistines. Yes. Philistines. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. You, Philistines uh, is like your portmanteau, isn't huh? it? Everyone uh, has their I, I, own I, I, portmanteau. Philistine's not a portmanteau. Philistine is not no, a portmanteau. No, but no, but I'm saying if you, you, you called... and R.L. Stein, no, it's not a No, but you called me out for saying portmanteau a few times now. It seems like he's he's dropping the Philly word. No, I I I called you out for not knowing what portmanteau oh, means. Portmanteau and it seems like you're proving yeah, me right. You seem like you're Philistine. Okay, now. all right, all right, all right. Steady on, steady on. You strike me as the kind of person to use quite a lot of... Pretentious terms, you know, in order to sort of conceal the cracks in your 
mm. uh, educational. I mean, history. if anything, I I would direct that comment back to you, Mister Oxbridge, but. Profs, I, profs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't, you don't own the city. Different. Do you have the keys? No, it doesn't work oh, like that. Okay. Some people could. Right, detecting a little bit of tension in the room. I want to ease. I want to. I want to. I, I, I just. I, I thought he used the word philistine twice and did it. Used it very well. Much okay. like I all used right. portmanteau. All right. All right. Um. Fair enough. Let's move on. I'm, I just want to diffuse attention. Nobody's a philistine. Okay. Uh, look, we're all here to discuss a book. Right? Mm. That's the furthest thing you can get from a Philistine. Mm. And do you remember the Philistines in the Bible? Do you know what they, pe- they, they were like? Yes. They were, they, they were horrible people. They were yeah. always kind of like, um, not helping. I, I think they were the people who wouldn't help that person who was dying in the road. Yes. Mm. Isn't that right? They, they were the bad Samaritans. Exactly. Yes. Well, I mean, they weren't Samaritans, were they? They, yeah. they were Philistines. They were Philistines. And that's why, like, they're... So they're, it's the opposite. Yeah, you're right, actually. It was, like, priests who set up that phone line called the Philistines line, and it was just people who just, like, incited people to kill themselves on the phone. But but because of... And not, and not, and not read books. Exactly. Um, as a result of that phone line, they created the, the Samaritans line, though. So, it, it, technically, despite being a Philistine, well, he no, has I, created something, something good has come out. I don't want to do this to you, Michael, but the re, that, that's that not, was that's the not first how it one. happened. That was the first one to come out. Nah, that's not how it happened. No, I, I, I don't want to, I, I, the, the story of how the Samaritans came to being was with priests who, um, well, it's actually a really sad story. I don't really want to say it right now because it bring the room down. But it was basically because like he was responding to a girl who had committed suicide and didn't feel like they, she had anybody to talk to, and thus created the Samaritans. Not because it was like some sort of blood versus Crips East Coast West Coast rivalry between the Philistines and the Sam- Samaritans as to who had the the most badass helpline, the hottest, hot yeah, line. the hottest hotline, yeah. But yeah. that's all beside the point. Um, we are talking about the portrait of the artist as a young man, and we're doing this for St. Patrick's Day. And mm-hmm. as you said, you were you reveling at last night, um, which might be why, like, in your hungover state, you don't know what the word portmanteau means. Why? I definitely know what a portmanteau is. I don't know, maybe you drank so much. Of, a group of words going together Alcohol? to form something beautiful. Oh, it's very vague. It feels I, like you're... I also feel Manto is a place, so Portmanteau is the, the harbour in uh, mm. the Man- Manto city. Or it could even be a drink, get... as you imbibed yesterday. Mm. Mm. Yes, a Portmanteau. Yeah. I feel the more you talk about it, the further you seem to be getting away from what a Portmanteau is. Call me um... a Portmanteau. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's actually a cocktail. It definitely is a cocktail. Okay. You can check on that. All right. Well, regardless of what Portmanteau means, what does a portrait of the artist as a young man mean as a book to you? What's and in it again? The cocktail. It's port, obviously. The manto. How about a port trait of the artist as a young man? Let's get onto that, yeah? <laughs> How about that? That's a cocktail yeah. as well. Yeah. What, could, it what's can in be. that one? It can be. Probably a lot of um, whiskey. Okay. And some port, just for the... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, if you've got the portrait in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought, like, port... I thought a portmanteau was like what you got when you uh, type the words Ma- Natalie Portman into uh, Google and it says feet, or to complete it with feet. I thought that's what a portmanteau was as well. Um, but we don't need to dwell on that. No. We don't need to dwell on that. How often are you searching is, 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 for Nat- Natalie Portman? Uh, yeah, you actually typed in camel toe and Natalie Portman, didn't you? I, I, t- I might have t- <laughs> typed all those words at some point in my internet career. I'm not going to I'm not. You have a career that. on the internet. <laughs> Everybody has a career on the internet. Everybody does Have you made money from the internet, profs? Uh, no, I haven't. It's, no, a I, 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 it's a volunteer career. It's a volunteer career. It's a volunteerism uh, career. Well, I guess you have the podcast. Yeah, it's true. It's I'm not making money from this either. But well, um, it's, a, it's a career. It's taking up time. And we we don't have such endeavours. So as a podcast. No. so time consuming. Merely, merely, but guests. 
yeah. it's so time Our consuming own. I can't tell you how time consuming it is when yeah. you sort of spend a lot of time trying to talk about a book and never quite get there mm. but um let's try and focus on a, a portrait on your uh, adrift on your own ship yeah. Heading, heading to the portmanteau, but it's, never finding it. It's yeah, quite. Let's, the lighthouse is not; it's broken in portmanteau. Yeah, let's let's leave all that aside. Mm. One minute, or talk of portmanteaus, or Natalie Portman and her toes, but like all of that sort of stuff, and talk about this book. This is a classic in modernist literature. Um, it is referred to; it belongs to a subgenre of the Bildungsroman called um, Kunstlerroman, which is um, dealing with the artistic development of a character. Um, how do you feel about this? Uh, do, do, do you feel like do you feel like you're creative people first of all? Would you consider yourself a creative person? And if you do, do you think that this book speaks to you as an artist? Because it is like let's look at the title: "A Portrait of the Artist, a Young Man." It's all about the development of a person as a self-styled artist. Do you think yourself as creative? I, I yeah, I'd say I'm creative. I'm a writer and comedian and performer, so I would say yes, I am creative, and I I feel the book did tap into that but I mean I know I bring it up every time I'm on this but it's it's again it's another one of these confusing titles it, it's a portrait of uh, the artist as a young man however it's actually a book I see artists as a young man it's not actually my, my copy the copy yes. I've got in front of me right now actually doesn't even have a portrait it's, it's just the text it's just the, mm. yeah. the text did, did you make the James same mistake Joyce. with a, a picture of Dorian Gray yes and it's yeah. not actually even a picture of Dorian Gray I mean and that's not even it wasn't even a sequel to Fifty Shades mm. and it just <laughs> yeah did, when you read Fifty Shades of Grey you were thinking <laughs> like, where am I going to get these shades <laughs> are they Venetian blinds or honest? are they sunglasses I don't know I don't I'll be know. honest I was expecting like a Dulux kind of colour chart <laughs> okay. with all the different shades of grey and I was like oh I don't know how that's caught on uh, that, that's, that's actually, I don't want to uh, piss on your chips. Is that the yes. term that you for the science yes. use? But uh, I think that's been done. That, oh yes, that, I'm that, sure that joke has, has actually been, been physically but produced. I, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. of course it. I, I been, thought I, but it's still yeah. something I, I can have. Okay. As a, uh, uh, I, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a reference to the character of Shades on the show uh, um, Luke Cage, who is the uh, sidekick to the main bad guy. I thought Fifty Shades of Grey was about fifty versions of this obscure character on the Marvel um, TV show um, and he'd been rendered in black and white for some reason I thought why why would they make a, mo- a movie and a book about that and why is it sexy because uh, although Shades the character in Luke Cage is kind of sexy mm. it's kind of sexy can't speak I have not yeah, seen so, it uh, is, this direct- get- is this direction of one sort of nerd do you want to guess do you want to guess why he's called Shades uh, Where's uh, sunglasses? Absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, where they come up with this stuff? That's a good one. Marvel, good word, Marvel, yeah. genius. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about Marvel. I, I was yeah. talking about you as an artist. We're marveling at this book, mm. James Joyce's uh, yeah. finest work. All right, stop, 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 stop there, stop there. We, I, we, we've already put a pin in that. I'm, I want to yeah. talk about you as an artist. Don't, yeah. don't, yes. don't yeah. okay. beat around the bush. Just talk to me about your artistic process and what you've fed back from um, a portrait of the artist saying, man, I don't want to talk about the title I mean like obviously you always get confused about titles that's not important I'm willing to accept you work through your confusion about titles to actually get engaged with the book and I admire you for that and fair play to you but what did this book have to say to you as an artist what does Stephen Daedalus as a young man and artist in in progress how does it speak to you I'll be honest I still was Quite confused by the the title, and uh, for the, at least for the first ten, maybe twelve pages, I was looking. I would open the book, so you'd have your page page one, you'd have your page two, 
and I'd look at it, but I wouldn't actually read the words. I'd just look at the words, not not bringing them into my brain mm-hmm. as to to read them, but just more just. I I thought it perhaps it was one of those uh, hidden seeing eye. Maybe uh, words. So maybe the words would, if I looked at it in a certain way, I would see a portrait of the artist as a young man, mm, just mm. confusing your eyes, or perhaps a dolphin. They're, they're quite popular in those books. Mm, mm, and mm. I, 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 I do, I, the hidden uh, eye or whatever they're called, that's one of my favourite genre of book. Mm, and I, mm. I feel it's actually very underrepresented in, uh, or underrepresented in, uh, on Faking Lit. So I thought perhaps maybe this would be your example of trying to show one of those books in a podcast, which is a visual book, probably not, wouldn't lead itself to a podcast, but I thought, wow, Chin's really taking a brave stance on this. Yes. And after seeing 12 or so pages, it's just words. There's no picture contained in the words. And then I decided to start reading the book properly, but I did start reading the book from page 12 and decided never to go back. So I mean, the first 12 pages of just kind of set up was, there were a few things which uh, threw me. Mm. That was the longest ever description of a confusion <laughs> that a book was a magic eye. You could have just said, I thought it was a magic eye drawing. And that uh, was that. I think, though, no, it is because yeah. of the title. It was took a long portrait. time to get there, but I get what you're saying. But what mm. you said there, I appreciate that because what is the act of reading a book, but a sort of a, a metaphor for the whole magic eye thing. Sometimes it, it requires a shift in perspective until the actual full picture is re- revealed to you. Wouldn't you agree, Profs? Uh, no, no, oh, okay. I, I completely. Um, as, as you know, the, the author is dead. They call it uh, post-semen and semen antics. Um, Semantics, semiotics. No, semen antics. That's what I type in. That's what I write about. Uh, yes. Um, is that what the, you the, 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 the author is actually dead? Yes. That's a weird way to spell Natalie Portman. <laughs> um, uh, yes, the, the author is dead. I think. I think but yes, ne- necro- necrophilia. That's that's. Hmm. I think that's what's exciting. Wait, so, no, so you project your own meaning and you project your own <laughs> own picture onto the book. Is that's, that how necrophilia works? You project, your, you go to dead bodies and project your own feelings into the dead bodies. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Is that what it's, it's, like a, it's like a blank slate which you can download. Isn't, your, so, like is a, it, by that definition, it aren't all funerals necrophilia? Then? Yes, of course. It's the, the liking um, of the, the the dead. Yes. And do you would you teach that in Oxbridge? Tell students to look at their books like a yeah, what do you necrophiliac teach? would look at a uh, a a corpse. coffin. A corpse, yeah, a corpse. of course, yes. You need Sorry. to. You need to wait. Hold on a second. What? What? You said you're a professor, but yeah. you didn't say what do you actually like teach in I, I said, yes, you said literary, literary theory. Yes. Oh, I thought yeah, yeah. okay. Sorry, I, I I totally spaced out there. Like uh, I think well, it was, it was just like you're worse than my fucking students. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. you're just like oh, you pay you pay nine grand and you just think oh, I can just doss around in in the back. I don't know. I think I was a bit too thrown by the um uh the fact that you teach at Oxbridge University. Um by the way, if anybody from Oxbridge University is listening to this, why don't you write into us and verify that it is a real place and that you mm-hmm. do exist. Um yes. it's not just but, a portmanteau. Uh, to, to go to go to back to your point, yes, uh, yes. Uh, a book is very much like a like a, a dead corpse. You need to get stuck in and put your nose in and now, when you uh, say and, put and your it. nose in, now, I understand that in a book, and I actually completely agree. It's sometimes good to sometimes, though, if you will think that a book could happily uh, smell. Uh, some books, if you get an old book, it will smell. And whilst it won't be thematic smells, it's not smell-o-vision like a TV, but it will, it will 
take you back into this other world of when the book was created with an old book uh, mm. such, such as this or even an older book. But I do not really understand when you're referring to that uh, for a necrophiliac to put their nose in. That I'm not really... Yeah, I'm going to probably stop this entire line of... Like, I don't really get or I mean, dig it, the whole like necrophilia thing. You it's, um, <laughs> don't really dig it. Well, you literally do have to dig. Lots of digging is involved, actually. Yeah, I must say, he has... I mean, do one thing... Uh, do you, do, well, you don't, though, because like, I think like um, it, 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 you don't always have to dig. I'm just saying that if you wanted to like um, visit the morgue, for example, it doesn't require much digging, does it? If no, there's a body in the slab. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah, technically not correct, but I don't want to dwell upon this any okay, longer fine, because fine, it's kind of gross. It's yes, kind of okay, gross. Can, can I ask him one yep. further question? May I ask your age? No. Uh, do not ask him his age. There is a moratorium on all age-related exactly, questions. Yes, have it's a, such a rude question. Mm. Everybody comes on this show. We always ask them, like, well, how old they are. Mm. Do you do that in real life? No. You don't do that shit. Yes. I mean, I would just say, I, I see that he's currently sporting a black lip, like a fat lip. And I just want to know, are you 41? Oh, no, I'm, I'm older than 41, yes. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, that do, was, that can was... you explain the fact? No, you don't have to. You don't have to answer any questions related to your age, yes, okay? Yes. Look, yes. I want to focus on yes. the book. Yes. I, you were talking about, about, before about how... Uh, well, you're talking really vaguely about like, the book. You haven't really answered the question. Neither of you answered the question. How does this book you have, you portray the uh, portray like the development of an artist? But actually, I, I think you're reading it wrong. I think Michael, actually, this is a bit, but it's kind of germane to you. Like, it's actually a portmanteau. This is actually about a portrait of a young, of an artist as a young man, and and his his particularly portrait is. He just writes a load of crap, really, doesn't he? In the first twelve, you say you missed the, the first twelve. Hmm. 12 pages but Whoa. there was nothing good there well no actually because I was going to say well you might be onto something there I wouldn't say that his portrait is that he writes terribly I think his portrait is that he's always masturbating in his book there's loads of masturbation in this book that I didn't really pick up upon when I was younger. I originally sure. read the, I mean, I originally read this book when I was a teenager. And you would have thought that my yeah. masturbation senses would have been tingling, yeah. right? I, I, I would have been able to get a masturbation reference like yeah. that because I'm doing it all the time yes. as well. But it went completely over my head. Um, and it wasn't until I went back to it, re- yeah. reading it now through the, um, lens of an older man, um, who's looking probably back at his teenage years with a degree of sort of fondness and, and embarrassment that I pick up on some of these, um, these amazing, like, passages that were so, uh, well, kind of obvious about it. I'm just going to read a little bit to you. Heavenly God, cried Stephen's soul in an outburst of profane joy. He turned away from her suddenly and set off across the strand. His cheeks were aflame, his body was aglow, his limbs were trembling. On and on and on and on he strode, far out over the sand, singing wildly to the sea, crying to greet the advent of the life that had cried to him. Her image had passed into his soul forever and no word had broken the holy silence of his ecstasy. Her eyes had called him and his soul had leaped at the call to live, to err, to fall, to triumph, to recreate life out of life. A wild angel had appeared to him, the angel of mortal youth and beauty, an envoy from the fair courts of life, to throw open before him in an instant of ecstasy the gates of all the ways of error and glory, on and on and on and on. I mean, come on, it's fairly obvious what's going on there. Yes. Yeah, yes, you know? Yeah. He's just like... I, 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 really? 
Like, really, I mean, like, and it's, it's like, he, he doesn't have to be so sort of like, um, you know, crass about it by saying, mm. like, uh, he put his hand around his cock and jerked it until Ooh. he spewed oh, cum yeah, all over it. And then crude. he wiped his hand yeah. on the grass. Oh. Yes. See? No need for that crassness. We get it. Let me get it. back yeah. to necrophilia, because <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was, <laughs> we've really God. taken a turn for yeah, that. So you, was... you, could, you could say he went on and on about it. And I mean, like, this is, um, this is an important part of the book, actually. The passage that I was reading from is a key moment that happens um, around about... Well, it, you could say it was the climax of the book in some oh, ways. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it's a moment where like, young Stephen Daedalus, who is basically a stand-in for uh, uh, James Joyce himself... Uh, He's been wrestling with his own sort of like um desires and his uh, uh Catholic uh, well not Catholic because he's a Protestant but his own sense of guilt uh about like um his own his onanism he's mm. been told by a priest like oh don't do that it's terrible it's bad for the soul it kills mm. the soul and so he feels guilt and shame at like um these lustful feelings but in that moment. When he's overcome by this um, vision of beauty uh, of this young girl who's just like bathing at um, Dolly Mount Strand, and he's just like like filled with lust, but not just the lust, but the idea of like he the need to commemorate and to memorialize her beauty through art, so mm. to speak. It's a moment when masturbation is like elevated to the point of ha- of being the harbinger of a great spiritual and creative epiphany. Um, I don't see that very much. Like, what, ma- masturbation is usually associated with all, like, th- those sorts of mm. p- p- moments in teenage years where you're, you're filled with shame and it's like mm. a, it's a dirty thing. Mm. But this is, um, he's elevated it. It's like, he's saying that, like, masturbation can be the, uh, uh inciting incident for a, gen- a, a genuine moment of awakening. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say that the masturbation itself is the muse. The woman is the muse. But it's the act mm. of masturbating itself, which allows Stephen Daedalus to sort of come to a realisation about his destiny in life. He is destined to become an artist. How many times could you say yes. that you've come to a great realisation while cracking one off in the shower? Yeah, well, I, I actually think um, masturbation will make you not a very good artist. Well, not a very good, um, like, painter, because masturbation makes you blind, so... Depends if you want to do abstract art, though, right? What if you had the canvas in front of you whilst you are cracking off and you're just cracking off onto the canvas? That's like a Jackson Bollock. Well, no, that's not even Jackson. There is literally that, um, the, the, the cover art of Metallica's Load is literally blood and semen mixed on a, um, acrylic. Like, yeah. That's why, that's why it's called Load. That's the joke. What what about, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Blood, sugar, sex, magic. Well, that had no semen involved. Sex magic. Yeah. Some people call it semen. Yeah. Sex magic. You call semen sex magic. Some people. So do. it's a kind of portmanteau, isn't it? Yeah. So I'll do it. I don't. I never want to see you do a card trick, Michael. Wow. <laughs> so pick a card. Pick any card. Magic. Uh, no. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. Um, look, but, but yeah. Do, so you don't think that the mass uh, masturbation? Do you disagree fundamentally with this passage then? That like it, you, you don't respond to the beauty of that moment and the idea that like, Stephen Daedalus has his epiphany, a life changing epiphany, whilst he is engaged in an act of onanism. You don't accept that. You don't agree with that. No, I mean, you don't. Do you, when you see when you go to see like Michelangelo's um, David, do, do you just crack one off? No, like you. That's not the. That's not the. Well, you you. You could in the privacy of your own exactly. home. Exactly. You, 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 you just Google David. You just go Google David's Michelangelo, and Google does most of the work for you by auto-completing I'm, I'm feats. Sure. Please don't speak over me, Michael. So, yeah, it really on. annoys me when you do that. It really annoys me. Okay, carry on. <laughs> I, I'm just. I, I'm sure thousands, if not millions, of people have uh, cracked one off over Michelangelo's David. 
Okay, all right. I feel so. I feel like you were quite off with that. I mean, it's a, when you have a beautiful piece of art, I mean, perhaps even the Mona Lisa. Maybe, mm. maybe, but um, that's not the issue. Like um, we were saying here, like um, which was basically like, is it a cre- is it a uh, a possible inciting instance for creativity? What if you were cracking one off over Mona, the Mona Lisa or Michelangelo's David, and you responded to the art as well as the lustfulness? Because you are literally talking about art there. And it's inspired yeah. you to actually like go, wow, this art is so good. I just gotta, ha- I just gotta bust a nut. I yeah. gotta. Uh, and, and that in itself, like, it might inspire you to say, like, maybe I could create something that would cause people to bust their nuts too. Yes. Perhaps. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, can we go on record that we don't think that people should be going into galleries and museums and doing that? No matter how much the art inspires, inspires them if they do it and what they do in the privacy of their own home is absolutely fine and mm-hmm. it's I think it's all healthy yes and of I, course no no, no there's no shame here there's no is, shame there I don't I, 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 I feel yeah. he, he, he 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 mentioned the the, the myth that uh, masturbation will make you go blind uh, I don't think he did I don't think he did yes, he, he did, definitely but, but, yes. did you say that it would make you go blind yes yeah, so I was saying like masturbation is not a very good creative tool because if you want to paint something but then you, yeah. Well, I would like to point out this yeah. point that James Joyce did actually go blind <laughs> from from, yeah, from QED, just from masturbating so much, but, but literally and metaphorically. Well, this is the yeah. thing about James it's, Joyce. Yeah. James Joyce, I, I, I think we got to like, like, I don't want to really sort of like uh, dance around the issue. James yeah. Joyce was very much cre- uh, inspired and and used sex as a sort of create as part of his creative process. I don't know if you uh, are familiar with the letters that he wrote to his uh, his paramour, Nora Barnacle, mother yeah. of his children. Um, but there are some very, very steamy letters that he mm. used to write to her. He was living in Paris at the time, away from his love. And he wrote some... Wow, I, w- I would like to re- read you some of these um, letters, if, if I can. Uh, so this is a letter um, which was written on the 6th of November, December, 1909. Uh Have I shocked you by the dirty things I wrote to you? You think perhaps that my love is a filthy thing. It is, darling, at some moments. I dream of you in filthy poses sometimes. I imagine things so very dirty that I will not write them until I see how you write yourself. The smallest things give me a great cock stand, a whorish movement of your mouth, a little brown stain on the seat of your white drawers, a sudden dirty word spluttered out by your wet lips, a sudden immodest noise made by you behind, and then a bad smell slowly curling up out of your backside. At such moments, I feel mad to do it in some filthy way, to feel your hot, lecherous lips sucking away at me, to fuck between your two rosy-tipped bubbles. (laughs) No, don't interrupt me. Mike, I said, don't fucking interrupt me. This is... At such times, I feel mad to do it in some filthy way, to feel your hot, lecherous lips sucking away at me, to fuck between your two rosy-tipped bubbies, to come on your face and squirt it over your hot cheeks and eyes, to stick it up between the cheeks of your rump and bugger you. Basta! Pastasera! I hope you got my telegram and understood it. (laughs) That's like one of the letters. There's so many more. There's so many more. Uh... We don't need it. Wait, 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 hold on a second. My my prick was stuck up in you for hours, fucking in and out under your upturned rump. That's my favorite Billy Joel song, by the way, Upturned Rump. (laughs) Upturned Rump. (laughs) It's also a good Bruno Mars song. (laughs) 
No, but let me carry on. I felt your fat, sweaty buttocks under my belly and saw your flushed face and mad eyes. At every fuck I gave you, your shameless tongue come bursting out through your lips. And if I gave you a bigger, stronger fuck than usual, fat, dirty farts came sputtering out of your backside. You hadn't asked for the farts that night, darling. And I fucked them out of you. Big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. <laughs> it is wonderful to fuck a farting woman every when every fuck drives one out of her. <laughs> I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. It is a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart which I imagine fat wives have. It is sudden and dry and dirty like what a bold girl would let off in a fun in a school dormitory at night. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know their smell also. (laughs) One more. Oh dear. One more, one more. Okay. Oh dear. One more. I got your hot letter tonight and have been trying to picture you frigging your cunt in the closet. How do you do it? Do you stand against the wall with your hand tickling up under your clothes? Or do you squat down in the hole with your skirts up and your hand hard at work in through the slit of your drawers? Does it give you the horn to know how now to shit? I wonder how you can do it. Do you come in the act of shitting or do you freak yourself off first and then shit? It must be a fearfully lecherous thing to see a girl with her clothes up freaking furiously at her cunt, to see her pretty white drawers pulled open behind, and her bum sticking out, and a fat brown thing stuck halfway out of her hole. (laughs) You say you will shit your drawers, dear, and let me fuck you then. I would like to hear you shit then, dear, first, and then fuck you. Some night when we are somewhere in the dark and talking dirty and you feel your shite ready to fall fucking ready to fall put your arms around my neck in shame and shit it down softly the sound will madden me and when I pull up your dress no use continuing you can guess why oh god wow wow well does this change your reading of those sections in the book now I mean, I mean, I think that the the beginning of that mentioning the the sucking. I thought this is this is quite it's quite could be arousing, and people will be listening to this podcast on the tube or on the, on a bus, so they may become in, in, engorged uh, or aroused, and that that can be inconvenient. Well, that's good. That's good because I that think could be inconvenient, it, but it really went. Then it really mm. changed into. What was your favourite part? There's some highlights, some highlights. It seems he really has a, 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 a feet, fetal, uh, yeah, fetish. Mm. He's, he's very much. Yes. I, I think James Joyce's favourite artist was, um, Scatman John. <laughs> based on this, uh, based on that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think what you've highlighted there is just literally and metaphorically a load of hot air in this case. Farts. Yes, the yeah. kind of feminine. Part. So you're not a, you're not a Joyce fan, I take it. No, it's just it's a slow, it's, it's, it's a little wank, isn't it? It's, like, it's just literary, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, yeah, literary, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. literally. It's, a it's of just wank. like oh, look at me, I can I can write these 
all these fancy words and put some Latin in there. He put some Latin in there. I'm right. Mm. Actually, it was um, it's, Spanish, it's, it's, I believe. Spanish. Oh, no, no, it's not um, Italian. It's, it's Italian, Italian. yes. Yeah, Frig so has a uh, basis in Latin. The origin. I don't know the yes, etymology the fr- of the word. Frigas, frigat, frigamus. What does that mean? What does that mean? To, to, to frig oneself off. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. I, I mean, this fixation on sex. Did, did James Joyce have a lot of sex? Because uh, as Balzac or um, um, Woody Allen famously said, like uh, every time he ejaculated, he goes, mm. "There, there goes another novel." So, so uh, sexual frustration, celibacy. I thought you were going. To, I thought... It, like, like not not having sex is um, is actually conducive towards. Creativity. So if you actually go into Reddit, r forward slash incels, you actually find a lot of, lot of really highbrow literature in there. Uh, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say um, that every time um, you ejaculate, you, you owe some money to James Joyce because he owns all like wanking and ejaculation now. And he gets royalty payments. The estate of Joyce gets royalty payments every time you... you uh, oh, wow. God, yes. Yeah. So that, that was... It's a little bit in the bank there every time you've come. Think about that. Wank. Yeah. Think about that next time you actually like a... Literally a spank bank. It's literally a spank bank. Um, yeah. So, yeah, right. Yes. So he every time you go to a sperm bank... And make a deposit. Yeah, deposit. Yeah, it's actually the James. A Joyce little bit of that yeah. goes to the James Joyce estate. Yeah, yeah. a bit of interest. Yeah, a little bit of interest. Mm. Um, I mean, yes. look, look, I love this. I love the fact that the man who wrote Ulysses, uh, portrait of the artist as young man, Finnegan's Wake, and Dubliners, he was writing these filthy, filthy letters to his uh, the love of his life, Nora Barnacle, um, who was clearly into it as well. She was into it because. <laughs> You would have thought that at some point, if she wasn't into it, she was just written back, stop it, stop, please, yeah. stop it. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, for instance, in, in uh, The Matrix, mm. Morpheus, they, they try to, um, he asks Keanu Reeves, uh, what are your farts like? Are, are they wet and slippery and and vivacious? Mm, mm, mm. Take the blue pill or take the brown pill. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Both of them are laxatives. You take the blue pill, you, you go back, you go to sleep, go back home you forget this ever happened you take the brown pill i'll show you how deep this rabbit hole goes mm. i feel james would take a, a different blue pill and perhaps in, enjoy himself for the evening you reckon <laughs> he would uh have a... can we can we talk about how date rapey that encounter between you know, morpheusism in, in the matrix i think it's sort of been skirted over like the idea that this Keanu Reeves has had a bit of a weird day anyway and he's suddenly been taken to a really dark deserted warehouse where a man wearing a Pontenez sunglasses and a black trench coat presents him with a choice to take two pills and, and at no point does he say can I just not take any pills can I just not take a pill and it never occurs to Keanu Reeves that he's saying like nah I'd rather not take any pill that you've just given to me out of the blue you know it's really weird. I think that, yeah, like, yeah. He didn't even offer them a purple pill from, from D12. Wait, for D12 in, in the Matrix? Perhaps. <laughs> Which is like Eminem coming on his legs. There's a blue pill, or there's a red pill, or there's these purple pills. <laughs> That's how he raps them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really in favour of the rap music. You're more of a skeleton, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you've done most. Of what, your would, what, what do you think would have been added if like D twelve had been in the Matrix though? Like, and who would have played who? Like, uh, well, he, he wouldn't have needed any sunglasses because he would, he would, have, he would have been slim, shady, shady. No. Oh yes, from Luke, from Luke <laughs> Cage. Yes. You know when you when you talked about being a professor of literature at um, Oxbridge University. Oh yes. I thought it meant you were smart. Oh, what part of not? 
Well, why do you not think that that's that's really offensive? I don't know. Like, like, I smoking. don't know. That seems quite quite kind of like um the whole like um ooh, silver shady. Ooh, get it, get it. We get it, man. We get it. <laughs> oh well, I. I, I I, I just wasn't. Partic- no, I thought I, I expected the need that. to dumb it down for the for. for oh, oh, okay. I just thought, yeah, you know, wow. sort of lower plane of existence for his listeners. Yeah, or for him. Well, for don't. Him. Hey, <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. This is a guy who's into. You can insult me all you like, but do not denigrate the listenership of. Oh, um, no, was that not the listenership? Just, just, just you, just you. Yes. Oh, Fair enough. Then yes. I just wanted to clear that. Well, up. and Skilo, he listens. Rick Stein perhaps <laughs> has a, a fine vocabulary. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure Rick Stein is loving this episode as we speak. Um, look, we've gone on... He doesn't a... strike me as a man who enjoys flatulence. I wasn't talking about that. Well, there's been a lot of that. No, he, I, I think feel he... he might be turned off by this episode. Rick, if you're listening, maybe skip this one. <laughs> but then again, you're already in. You've been listening this far. In for a penny, in for Oh my pound. God, you know what's really terrible? I should have... Power through, Rick. I should really have promoted the live show before <laughs> I went to that. Oh, like deep dark place, but no. Um, look, we're coming to the end of uh, our discussion. I feel of, of this <laughs> yeah. I think we've, well, no, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we have barely scratched the surface. Okay, can we talk about the the religious aspects? Are you going to get to that? Oh, do you want to? Okay, we can talk about that. What do you have well, to I say about at that? The moment we've I like this. I like this. We've just, we've just. No, no, focused. no, no, Michael. Can I just say I'm not enough guests sort of take charge like that. I feel I feel sometimes it's too incumbent upon me to like actually kickstart the conversation. Yeah. It's nice when somebody else steps in. He says, like, do you want to talk about? Like sometimes you, I'd like to respond to somebody who wants to talk about mm. the thing they want to talk about, you know, rather than you know let me go on for way too long about the sex letters of James Joyce. You could have interceded at any point, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. I, I said, "Can I interject?" And you said, "No." <laughs> Don't interrupt me. Don't yeah. interrupt me. I've already said I hate this, and I, <laughs> I was trying to interrupt for the the sanity and sake of your listeners. Perhaps he wouldn't want to hear that kind of thing, especially when they're on a commute listening yeah. to a podcast. You could have, you could have waited until I finished, though. I don't like. I know. I, I feel like it was near. near I didn't didn't stop you. Uh, then we had two two further passages, which which I, I think I knew were you were blushing. Yes, and I I was um, yeah I was a little bit taken <laughs> aback. Uh, um. So you want to talk about the religion then? Well, I feel that there's what, I mean, uh, currently, anyone who's not read the book, which I'm sure there will be some people who haven't read this book, they will think the book's just all, it's just a book of wank. Okay. And yeah, that's I true. I feel like that's, that's, that's a bad, it's a classic book, it's not a classic. So, so what do, what do you want to say about the, um, what, what struck you as, like, um, um, about the way religion is portrayed in this book? Well, I just think there was an interesting uh, contrast between a man who wanted to masturbate so much and then a man who was kind of uh, tied to a religion which didn't really encourage masturbation well you know that looked looked, looked, uh, negatively towards it uh, I'd say and I I feel that perhaps encouraged him to masturbate further so you're saying religion is not pro-masturbation I mean we've mentioned Onan there there was Onan um, there's also that phrase uh, Jesus fucking Christ but yeah Onan was a character in the Bible who was like um, held up as a bad example of like a man who needlessly and carelessly spilled his seed all over the place and was cursed as a result so I would yeah. say he's like as not like pro-masturbation that's negative isn't it that's like basically, that's like basically saying that like um, oh yeah the Bible's very pro-Satan the Bible's really <laughs> pro-Jezebel like they're not good characters they're bad characters in the book Okay, yeah. But the, 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 those are all Old Testament uh, characters. 
Uh, isn't Onan an Old Testament? Yes, character? but in the New Testament, he kind of changes his ways. Oh, so like it's when Onan epiphany. So, so when Onan came back in the sequel, he was like he changed his ways. <laughs> the and second like... coming <laughs> of Onan. So he was he was he was basically. See, we're all back. We're back to masturbation again. You wanted to talk about religion, and somehow we're still we're back on yeah, masturbation. But it's this religious again. thing. I think that's that's the, the point, right? Religious epiphany is the same as, as like an orgasm, isn't it? It's like kind of orgiastic. This is the point I was making before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this no, is the point I was making before. Yes. Uh, in, in some ways, like um, the, the the epiphany itself, which is a religious term, yeah. is all fused between like um the the orgiastic experience and the creative like uh, transcendence of Stephen Davidus in yeah. this book. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like you, you, it felt like you almost had a point about the religious elements in the book but got kind of distracted um, by masturbation again yeah I mean yeah. it seems like that's it's all they say the expression all roads lead to Rome but it seems like every part of every paragraph in this book leads back to uh, wanking yeah yeah um, yeah, it's true. It's true. It was definitely heavily on his mind. It was wait, but it is about a, a teenage boy. Yeah, so what do we expect? Yeah, what do we expect? Yeah. 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 And um, I've just noticed. I'm staring at my book, and I don't know how I've never seen this before. But his his name, James Joyce, the uh, his surname Joyce, which people often refer to him as Joyce. The first two letters are J O, which is a abbreviation for jack off or jerk off, which means to masturbate. So perhaps that is yeah, uh, yeah. that is linked. Yeah. If people of all his life say J O J O, and yeah. he that probably saw that as an instruction. Classic. J O, you win. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Fatality. Um, <laughs> finish him. Finish what? him off. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Yeah, let's stop. With, let's stop up the masturbation yeah, talk. It's yeah, been if ridiculous. If James Joyce was a character in Street Fighter Two, <laughs> I think he'd be wanker. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's finish up. Let's finish up. I don't think we're going to get any deeper into this book than that. What did you think of a portrait of the artist as a young man, Michael? It, it, it inspired and encouraged me to uh, take a more cultural approach to my my own masturbation and uh, beliefs towards that. Uh, was slightly conflicting that, but I, I feel that maybe I, I could be more spiritual mm -hmm. as well and could in incorporate more religion into my into my life and as well as that to counterbalance that adding more masturbation in, into my life but I it it made me look at uh, that act of self-pleasure in, in, in a different way which I feel actually was good for a book to do it's, it's something I've never really been inspired it's kind of like you know some people say like you read this book and it'll inspire you to get a new job or to change your life. This book will like indirectly inspire you to uh, to masturbate, mm -hmm. which at the time would have been incredibly uh, empowering for a lot, a lot of people because masturbation was such a taboo subject. So I, I feel nowadays it's, it's, it still has that power. And for, for that, I do uh, credit James J.O. Oyce. Do you feel that he... Do you learn any new techniques from this book, do you think? 
Anything you do? Any, any. It's like, do you, do you, perhaps, do you sit on your, your left hand? And then, and then, and then do that? Is that a good technique? Sit, oh, sorry, can you explain that, that one prophecy? Dead Man Shuffle. Dead Man Shuffle. Just that. Dead Man Shuffle. Yes. Is that a necrophilic thing again? Or, no. Okay, but kind, I guess, be, yeah. kind of, it could be, it could be. But I mean, or, well, you could do or, the literal dead man shuffle. Yeah, exactly. exactly, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, no, this is when you sleep, when you sit in your hand and let it go a bit numb with the pins and needles. So when you, um, you know, J O, um, it feels like somebody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. The dead man shuffle. I don't know if you used that in this book though. Um, I didn't. Yeah. Well, he should have because remember it. I mean, all, all good art is about sex and death. Why not? Combine the both of them, yes. Well, it's a bit much. Can um, you uh, point out one other piece of good, of good or high art which is about sex and death? Just, I'm, I'm struggling to at the moment, but perhaps that's my. Uh, I mean, you are a professor. No, no the Bible. The Bible has lots of sex and death. Isn't oh, it's it? true. Yeah, point yeah. taken. Yeah, they um that that they had a term for uh the uh sex that was being had in the Bible, um when they say to know somebody in the Bible that was code for basically they had it off uh, effectively. Yeah. That's why you get that joke to know in the biblical sense because mm-hmm. it was like um, a little bit of code there. So next time you read the Bible, yeah, why not like uh look out for that and. Brush up on your Bible knowledge. So if when you will. The, the sentence Jesus knew his disciples very well and intimately—that's not a sentence in the Bible, though. Okay, <laughs> that's just a sentence you just plucked out of the air, and made <laughs> yeah, up, right there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, literally, you could have looked up on the internet, <laughs> just find all instances, search for all instances of the word "no" in the Bible, <laughs> and then you could probably have done something with that. But why? Well, I feel like in. Uh, well, I feel like he did know. That's he why knew, he knew did, a lot of people. That's why I'm, I mean, the, the person who had the most sex in the Bible was the character of Noah, obviously. Um, he was a real Noah. He, that's why he had two of every animal. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps that's, it was that's him <laughs> causing the flood. <laughs> How does that work? Well, he was a seaman after all, based on a boat, and there was a. Uh, the elephants, right? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, alright, alright, alright. Like, thank you for your thoughts. You like this book then? You like this book? I... Yes. Okay. People say uh, the, the term uh, a bag of old wank. This is a book of old wank. Literally, an old book of wank. Yeah, but it's But good. that is that is fine. I am I'm comfortable. Enjoyed that. Okay, that's good. Um, well, profs, I mean, I, I've got a feeling yeah. that you... I haven't really, like, swayed you on, on your opinion. No, this book. I just... It's not. It's not a great book. I, th- I, th- I think this is. It's not it, for you. It's not for it's you. the emperor's new clothes. I think a lot of really kind of philistines go. Oh, this, this, this James Joyce guy is really good. Yeah, we love wanking. Yeah, yeah. This guy's book is is really good. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not as good as my own book actually. What's my my book? own book is called a, a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. Oh, it's not a book by Dave Eggers. No, it's not. It's my, it's my book. Okay. <laughs> Who's David Eggers? <laughs> just made the name up. Egg. <laughs> David Eggers. Oh, you made that book up? No, this is my book. It's heartbreaking work of staggering genius and by Prof. Circumlocution. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and why my IQ is above. 300. Is that the sequel? Uh-huh. No, it's, it's the same oh, thing. It's like, subtitle. Yeah, why my like, IQ is above yeah, 300. Yeah, it's, it's like um, what's his Doctor Strange Love or how I learned to. Ah, uh, okay. uh, what's this book about then? Pardon? It's just about why I'm so great and educated, and uh, yes, 
how much of the book percentage wise is dedicated to your masturbation routines? <laughs> well, not, not, not much at all. Why, why, why would you think I'm that? not interested? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm sorry. I was. You, you built up a bit of steam when, when you like built up a bit of steam. Bit of steam when it when <laughs> Michael suggested that your book might contain some masturbation, and then you immediately deflated that steam by saying it didn't contain any masturbation at all. So yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I mean, I feel it. Yeah, it's an unfair comparison to essentially compare your book, which is about your life, to James Joyce's. Wank book, but that's, it's about his life, isn't it? It's an autobiographical book about. Mainly <laughs> about the wanking. Come on. <laughs> well, he was a young man at the time. Yeah, right? there's nothing we've gone over this. We've gone I, over I, this. Yeah, there's no this. shame attached to this. You're, at all. you're telling me that your life as a young man, like I'm growing yeah. up, wasn't filled with masturbation. Come on, everybody's been there. That's and you, you, you come on this come this on. show. Yeah, you come on the show. <laughs> you come on yeah. it. I'm okay yeah, with that, by the way. I'm absolutely okay. Whatever. Get. Yeah, I'm older than forty-one. Now, now I've, I've, you know, I've built up the, the, the your back the technique. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so you built up the technique, not not the no, built up. No, the, yeah, uh, I built up the reserves as well. Reserves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you not noticed today's weather? There's lots of white fluid everywhere. I believe that's snow. <laughs> so, and so, also yeah. the fact that your trousers are huge, swollen, swollen. I was really worried. I thought you. I thought you came in here on the space opera at first, and then I realised. Oh no, it's just like his. Well, there was me, and then on all the the Balzac. Me and him both have. Perhaps Woody Allen as well, with a name like that. Yeah, that's that's a great bit of um, nominative determinism there, because um, he was named Honor the Balzac, and he had a huge Balzac. Like, yeah, like how did that? Like sometimes you know you almost fated to have mm. that happen. He also liked tea bagging, didn't he? Because he likes to honour other people's balls. You well, and you'd always say, "No, the honour is mine." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good. Look, look, we're getting off topic again. Though. Yeah. you hated the book. You hated it. No, yeah. I, I, I mean, have you, have you read the first the first paragraph? Is like the, the opening paragraphs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you have. Of course, I've read the book. I hadn't read the first 12 pages, so uh, no, oh it's a God. fine question. I mean, uh, once upon a time, there, there was a, a, a bark dog coming down on the road, and then this Moscow was coming down, and met a nice and little boy named Taku. Now, do you always <laughs> read aloud in that voice when you're reading a book? So I feel that might be colouring your experience yeah, yeah. and perhaps ruining the book. For and yourself, yeah. For yourself <laughs> and anyone else in the vicinity, especially with such a uh, masturbatory book. Oh dear, I just sort of add a hominem attack against my, my voice there. But I, I think... Yeah, just your reading yeah. voices. But that, that's how he, he's written it, like like that. Because it's well, I I I would also like to point out yeah. that like that's not the style that is like kept up throughout the rest of the book. I I did read out that um, passage from before where like um Stephen was observing the young girl like mm-hmm. bathing, and that's written in a much more fluid um, kind of um, style. This is obviously a case. It's the first words you read in the book because it's um, describing uh, Stephen's kind of childhood. This is his state of mind, and these are the stories that are being read to him. If you read the book as a whole, you will see the style develop and the vocabulary becomes more incre- increasingly sophisticated as Stephen grows up and becomes a young man. Um, so, to your yeah, point, but you need, you need to you need to you both are comedians. You need to pull people in on the first opening gag. Mm-hmm. You can't just go. 
It can if it's but, part of the joke, though, isn't no, it? But nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna listen. Everybody's gonna switch off. No, you can't, you, if it's part of the joke, and you, it's a, it's what you would call in the business a pullback and reveal. You pull it back and reveal that you're not actually as dumbass. Like, um, actually, you're clever, and that's the twist. Yeah, right. And everybody laughs because they're like, ha ha, he's actually clever. Yeah, that's yeah, a joke. That's, that's a joke. Right. Yeah. James Joyce and that's yeah. exactly what happened in, in the portrait of the artist's young man it's yeah. like oh what, who's a this dumbass who's this dumb, dumbass oh once upon a time as a ah I'm clever I'm James Joyce oh. and also it's a masturbation and everybody's <laughs> clapping and just yeah, thinking right. what a genius yes. and so what you've done there is that you've just, um, you've just completely misconstrued um, his entire like book just based upon a sentence really oh god so, so are you, you're saying I should have called my book I'm a, bit, I'm a bit thick. I'm a bit thick. But actually, I'm going to write a hard-working... No, I wouldn't a staggering called... genius and my IQ. Is no, 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 no. See, what you've done there yeah. is like, you don't have to do that in the title. Just make that the first sentence. Don't uh... call your book, I'm a bit thick, because that's the first thing. Go, like, James Joyce didn't call his book, duh, me, I'm James Joyce writer. And, pe- and then people would have picked that up and thought like, yeah, this guy's clearly a dumbass because yeah. his title's dumb and his first yeah. sentence is dumb. Yeah, right. Right? Don't call your book something stupid. Call it something clever and then misdirect them by having the first sentence be really stupid yeah, right. and then pull back and reveal that you're not stupid. Is that why he didn't call it the Dumblinners? No, he didn't. No, the Dumblinners. No, he didn't call it that. Yeah, yeah. right, yes. Yeah, he, did. he didn't call it... <laughs> Although he almost called it Pulisys. Really? Yeah. Well, come on, it's obvious, right? Like he, yeah. there was going to be much more fecal stuff in like um his later books. Uh, yeah, anyway, but look, this is beside the point. You didn't like it. We got a mixed review from yeah. the Portrait of the Artist as a young man. Personally, I love this book. I love this book. I, I, it's um, it's a book that I uh, I read as a teenager, and it meant a lot to me then. And revisiting it now, I, I. It, it moves me. It still moves me. We haven't really talked about the whole Irish aspect of the book either, despite the fact this being a St. Patrick's Day themed episode. But yeah, I will say for one thing, this is a very Irish book. Very um, Irish. Very Irish. Like, there's a whole bit about like um, uh, Charles Stuart Parnell and the whole question of like uh, uh, of, uh, of Ireland separating from like uh, the, the the crown, which we're not going to get into because we, I don't feel anybody <laughs> here is in any sort of position to comment upon that. Mm. But needless to say, that factors into uh, Stephen's fractured identity as a being a, a man or a young man who's caught between worlds, between the religious and the profane, between being Irish. And being a man of the world, an artist. Mm. An artist does not have an allegiance, I think, to any particular country. But he will never be able to escape the fact that he will always be considered an Irish writer. And that in itself is the, the I guess, the, uh, the dilemma of any immigrant, I guess. Uh, I, I definitely feel that pull. Uh, from, as a Chinese person that was born in this country, who, uh, I, I feel very English, but I can't deny that I'm also Chinese. Uh, and I'd like to say that, like, I am a citizen of the world, but let's face it, when they hear the name Shin and they see my face, they're gonna make some judgments. They're gonna make some judgments. Probably about me being good at maths. Which I'm not! I'm not mm. good at maths. I'm terrible at maths. So I give Portrait the Artist as a Young Man thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Um, not every book is perfect though, we all know this. Mm. Uh, everybody can, um, there's always room for improvement for everyone. And this is the section where you can offer your thoughts on how this book could have been improved. Uh, in the section we call notes. And, um, this no, 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 no. obviously has its own uh, theme tune. No, no, no. Which, 
I think I should extend to be longer because it gives people a chance to actually think about their notes. Uh, a lot of the times people just toss out their thoughts like they haven't really given them much thought. Let's see what happens. Notes everyone. I'm going to start opposite way around this time. Profs. Yes. You've probably got a lot of thoughts on this book. You didn't like it. I'm yeah. sure you would like to improve it in many ways. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I would have taken the leaf out of uh, Michael Hill's book. book. No, exactly. yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I would have made us look kind of portmanteau. Like I would have. Uh, I, I would have mixed it up with a bit of Henry James in there, and I would have called it uh, the portrait of a lady as a young man. And did you say the author was by Henry James? It, it, would, it would include elements of that. Ah, yes. Henry James, which of course the. Initials are HJ, which is hand job for a lot of people. So I feel like it's still going to actually connect it to the theme of this book. So yeah, I think that that's actually a fantastic note. Good note, good note, good, good note. Um, Michael, uh, what are your notes for uh, uh, the artist, uh, the portrait of the artist in the Man? Well, I feel like we've actually you, you you kind of mentioned this just earlier, but the the Irishness of the book uh, mm. it does does come through, and I, I like that. But I feel perhaps with this book there is there's less focus on the crack mm-hmm. in terms of the the Irish term for it and you know having a nice time and having a good relationship with people. There's more focus on cracking off mm-hmm. and cracking mm-hmm. one off. And I feel like if James's character in the the book, because it is an autobiography, mm-hmm. if he'd spent more time with others, perhaps he would have had a different life and he would have been less. Possibly. Well, I mean, he would have masturbated less, Let me, and I uh, think the book would have been better for it. I think you're onto something here. You're right. You're right. I mean, like, if anything, we haven't really focused on the Irishness of this book, and and I think there's one way to rectify this, right? Irrectify. Irrectify yeah. this. Well, let's not get too crass about this. Um, we could we make James Joyce a Street Fighter character, and yeah. the first thing because everybody knows, right? The first thing you do when you select your character in Street Fighter 2, the game tells you where that character's from. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, Ireland! James Joyce! And then you select James Joyce as your character. And instead of shooting fireballs, you, well, you, you see where this is going, right? Yeah. But like, that's the character. That's the book right there. You don't call it a portrait of the artist as a young man. You call it Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Now featuring James Joyce, and, uh, yeah, and, he, and 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 the struggle for his own autonomy as a person and the visual create and creativity is done with punches and kicks and fireballs. Open mm-hmm. quotes. Um, we we're talking about fighting the aging process. This is a yeah. man who's fight the creative fight, like, literally and metaphorically, on the streets. He was a part of the streets. James Joyce, Street Fighter Two, mm. J O, perfect. Finish him off. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't finishing from Mortal Kombat though? It is. Well, I feel like it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, true. I mean, James Joyce probably won't be incorporated to a new version of Street Fighter, so I feel. If well, they're... maybe not as James Joyce, but maybe <laughs> like so, like uh, as inspiration. You, no, as you were suggested before, the character of Wanker. Um, yeah. Uh, that would. That would. Perhaps be. that's where, where, when you see Blanker flash on the screen, he is actually doing doing that. Flash of genius yeah. and artistic creativity, whilst uh, touching oneself. It was then he have also that move where he just climbs on you, starts like munching on your face, and you're mm. like, 
Yeah, I, yeah, but that, we're not talking about banker. We're talking about wanker, right? Yeah, it's not the same thing because like banker comes from Brazil. Wanker yeah. would have come from Ireland, yeah. um, and would have been James Joyce, effectively. Yes, of course. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I mean a niche I reference. I feel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, this is no longer really a book. <laughs> it's a video game. Um, I don't know it's how you read it. Notes. Yeah, it's a really big, mm. big, big note. Um, but I like that. I like that a the, lot. Uh, also, a lot of James's boy uh, Joyce's uh, books book titles have been turned into pubs. There's a Dubliners is a famous uh, franchise of pubs and chain pubs. There's a Finnegan's Wake is there, but I, I feel like he kind of shit himself, shot himself in the foot with this <laughs> one. He probably shit himself as well. <laughs> no, 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 well I mean, he probably that. probably probably would do that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But the, the, with a title so long, it would mm. make a terrible name for a, <laughs> yes. a pub. Uh, just, just popping out to the portrait uh, of a artist as a young man. Mm. At least and, oh, that wanky pub, yeah. yeah. At least he didn't call it the... Um, uh, there wasn't a pub called the, the Brown-Arsed Fuckbird. Mm. <laughs> Who goes to that pub? You want a pint down at the uh, Brown-Arsed Fuckbird? Pint of what? <laughs> Um, Unsavoury. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you so much for joining me on this um, liberating and uh, enlightening discussion about James Joyce's A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. I feel we've really, really discussed some interesting points today. Um, would anybody like to plug anything once you're here? Uh, no, I think you're plug the well, your I, life I, here. I, yeah. I actually would like to plug something if you don't have anything else. I mean, actually, this is a plug for for you as well, Michael, because you'll I'm, be you'll be joining us in the live show. Yes, um, I will. So, um, I, I mean, if you were the also we, perhaps we could get some copies of uh, the prophecies book to sell. Prophecy, yeah, prophecy mm. book. I, uh, what was it? A heartbreaking work of staggering genius. How I have an IQ higher than 300, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe we'll have signed copies of Could that. Could you give us you. a few copies to sell? Yes, I could. Yeah, okay. Have you signed them as well? Yes. Well, you know, signed maybe. them in, in ink? If you're John Hancock. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. James, we get it, we get it, I get it. I, we, masturbation, okay, we get yeah, it. I think yeah, it's yeah. clear yeah. everything that's like we talked about today. But yes, maybe get that down and okay. have a nice little message for the fans out there. Yeah, like like Michael was saying, we are doing a live show um, it will be on the 29th of March um, it will be taking place at Waterstones on Tottenham Court Road tickets are £4 and we'll be discussing the Da Vinci Code now um, Michael I'm, I know I'm excited about this you, oh yeah I mean like what you you got any you want to drop any hints as to what you're gonna what you're gonna possibly talk about Brokes, what subjects you're gonna go after when you when you appear on stage with us well I don't know if I, I dropped a little spoiler in today yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did mention the Mona Lisa Famously painted by uh, Da Vinci, oh. and uh, let's just say I'm hoping to visit Paris before the event, so I can see it in the flesh. But I will be not oh. be doing what everyone talked about earlier. I believe the act of uh, pleasuring oneself should be done at home uh, with, with drawn curtains. Fair enough. I, I, I hope... Well, do you know what? Even if you did, I would say that's commitment to a bit. <laughs> that is commitment to a bit. Buying a ticket to the loop <laughs> just so you can do this You, you, you queue up for three hours. <laughs> it's much smaller than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> but you pound away anyway. Uh, I, I mean, that would definitely be... Uh, you'd go to prison for that, I think. And rightly so. So, guys, just don't do that. But do come to the... Uh, 
do come to the, to the live show. Don't come on the live show. <laughs> no. Come no. to the live show, okay? All right, I can't stress that enough. Wow, what a filthy episode. Um, thank you so much if you made it this far. Um, I would like to thank my two guests for being on the show today. Uh, and um, yes, it's we were operating with a sort of skeleton crew today, but I think we pulled it off, didn't we? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, we got to stop it. we got to yeah. stop it. All right. Um, thank you very much for listening to um, Faking It today. Um, thank you for bearing with us through this filthy, filthy, filthy episode. Um I again, like I keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. Bye bye. I love you. I'm going to leave you with. Let's leave the last word to James Joyce, shall we? I am happy now because my little whore tells me that she wants me to roger her arseways and wants me to fuck her mouth and wants to unbutton me and pull out my Mickey and suck it off like a teat. More and dirtier than this, she wants to do my little naked fucker, my naughty wriggling little frigger. My sweet, dirty little farter. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. So good.